Welcome to the Path 5 Podcast. The Path 5 team is a dedicated group of professionals hailing from diverse backgrounds, all anchored in making the world a safer place. Thanks for joining us while we dive into today's topic. Howdy folks. Welcome to this episode of the Path 5 Podcast. We appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Hopefully it's going on for you because it's going on for us. Sort of. (laughs) Not as much as I would like to have it going on, but uh, we're going to get into that. In this episode, what we're going to do is provide a, a quick little update on the ATF brace band or brace rule rather, which is basically a brace band. We've already discussed how it's unconstitutional due to a number of different factors, uh, one of which is that it is a direct circumvention of the balance of powers that this country's government was founded upon. So so that's that's one way. Uh, The other way is just simply limiting Second Amendment access any gun law is infringement, as we know. So that's that, that's kind of the quick summary there. However, there's been quite a bit of legal action that's taken place, which is good to see. I think that is the inherent battleground for this. Um, at the end of the day, we can be pissed all we want, but without actual legal representation and action taking place out there, we're never going to get these laws removed or or stricken down. You know, any other alternatives would be massive movements and stuff would get real ugly. So with that being said, uh, with us tonight, we've got Bro Neal in the house. What's poppin'? And uh, he's going to kind of provide a little bit of an update for us because... uh, well, the the date at the end of May, which this brace rule took effect, has since come and gone. And with that, we've we've got some some numbers that are a little bit entertaining. Yeah, I gotta say that's kind of the best outcome of this whole thing. Is I I knew there would be a good deal of non-compliance. I think we all did, right? We we know the circles that we shoot with. We know the guys that we talk about this stuff with, and there's a lot of people that said, you know what? One of them, I'll get the free stamp. Or, oh, you know what? I don't even use that anyway. So, I mean, look, there was an estimated 10 to 40 million braced firearms in possession by civilians in the United States of America. I think that number's low. I think even 40 million might be a little bit low because I'm not sure that they're factoring in things like counterfeit SB braces. So right. if, if you or a loved one did own an SB tactical brace, um, you know, before it was illegal um, in the good days, if you will, you know, those were like anywhere from 80, 90 bucks on sale to 150, 160 at times, insane prices. That was kind of due to COVID. I've seen them higher. I've seen them lower. But you could get a counterfeit one that uh, I hate to say, it, but it was literally just as good for like twenty bucks off of Alibaba. Um, 
So I don't think that number <laughs> yeah. factors in the fact that, I mean, I know more dudes that are running fake SB tactical braces than real ones. So, well, and, and keep in mind that that number 40 million number came from how many braces SB tactical has sold. Yeah. So and there's it, plenty of it, other brace companies out there. Yeah, you exactly. F five who we've got some of their stuff. Some phenomenal stuff. Yeah. Um, obviously, SB is a big one, but like SIG has done their own braces. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's quite a few different companies out there that have, that have pushed some serious volume. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think 40 mil is low. But the number that we do know for sure is the amount of people that complied. And by complied, I mean, I, I, I shouldn't say complied. The amount of people that registered their firearms as NFA items through that 120 day grace period where, you know, they had a little bit of amnesty and they said, we can do this for free as long as you just give us the serial number, your fingerprints, picture of yourself, mouth, location of your dog, whatever it was that they asked for. Just, just around 250,000 people. So one quarter of a million. So yeah. If we take the 40 million number, that's 0.0625%. Not 6%. Not 0.6%. 0.0625%. Which is phenomenal. I mean, great job, everyone. Like, yeah, pat yourselves on the back. I mean, there are definitely people that complied in other ways by removing their brace yeah. and destroying the brace, which real fun thing. Um, I mean, did did anyone see the uh, director of ATF sitting there getting questioned? And he said, oh, yeah, if you take it off, it's fine. We're not. It's all you got to do. Just take it off. When, in fact, their rule which is in fact a law and an unconstitutional one at that, the rule very clearly reads that if it was on a firearm, it needs to be taken off and destroyed or modified in a way that it cannot be put back on at a later date. So even the director doesn't know what's going on. The guy heading the whole agency has no clue what's happening. Um, well, he's leading up the uh, the AFT, as old Joey <laughs> Biden calls him. As Mr. So. Byron says. So Great. None of them know what the hell they're doing. No, it's it's a clown world. Um, but I mean, really phenomenal to see. And I know that there are a lot of people that were waiting on injunctions and waiting to hear if they were named in those injunctions. And I mean, I got an email, that's for darn sure, that Firearms Policy Coalition put out and said, hey, you, you, as a member of Firearms Policy Coalition, are named in this injunction. So if I had any braced weapons, then I would be covered. And by that, I mean all my braced weapons are covered. So I don't have to worry about it for a little bit now. I'm definitely going to be tracking that case a little bit tighter than I was before, uh, as everyone should be. And as a broad disclaimer, that was not. And anything that we say tonight and in the future is not and will not be legal advice. We are not lawyers. Um, But it seems that if you are a member of... Yeah, not yet. Uh, if you're a member of GOA or FPC, and I believe there was a third injunction, but I, it's kind of weird. The It seems like the the way that they're inter- – I'll get into that in a second. But if you're a member of GOA or FPC, it sounds like that we are good to go 
for a little while at least. This injunction's holding for now, and they're gonna see the case at the end of the month. They, uh, at least I believe the FPC case got fast-tracked, and I think it's being heard on the 22nd, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that sounds right, Thursday the 22nd. So we'll be hearing a little bit of closure on this uh, coming soon, which is nice. It's nice when the the legal world starts to step up and actually push stuff through that's important, because it does affect, apparently, 40 million firearms that are in circulation. Um, but there was a third injunction, and the way that it's written didn't make much sense to a lot of people, and I believe that it really only applies to employees of the state of Texas. Um, the way that it was written, which is <laughs> odd, but okay. So if Not you, very helpful. If you work for the Department of Public Works in Texas, I think you're, you might be covered too. But again, not a lawyer, not legal advice. So after all of this, right? I mean, Midas, you, you had to hear me kick and scream in 2019 when they were first talking about this. Everyone was worried about COVID, and I was like, they're coming for our braces, god dang it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you did we, say it. We're here, right? We're here just about four years later. Where do you, you know, where do you think this is going? What do you think that we can take away from this? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Uh, unfortunately, it's not going to stop. It's not going to slow down. I, I just I see this as the next the next step towards the disarmament of the American population. Um or disarming rather, because at the end of the day there's been this like snowball effect of encroachment where we started off recently with uh, bump stocks which were banned following the Vegas shooting, which, oh, by the way, was done by Trump's administration. So keep that one in mind. <laughs> and it was done after an event, which judging by the amount of rounds fired and the way that they were fired could not have even originated from a weapon with a bump stock. Yeah. That sound signature is pretty damning. There's no... uh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But with that being said, um that was that was the first first hit that the gun community took and the American people took cuz this isn't just about the gun community. I want to remind people. Um at the end of the day, this is going to affect everyone because our greatest defense as a country is the whole Japanese adage which stated that there was a firearm behind every blade of grass. And that was why they never even considered invading America. They're like, no way. Yeah, the whole is untouchable as long as we're armed. Right. And oh, by the way, uh, China's looming big time. Russia has clearly shot themselves in the foot. Um, they're not really a threat the way that they were perceived several years ago, but China is. They still are. And that is definitely going to have uh, an impact on our security. So we saw it with bump stocks 
getting written off. And then we saw several attempts at this, by the way, at braces the past couple of years. If you've been staying up with the team and following us closely, you know that we've done several episodes on these topics. Uh, we, we've advocated for reaching out to your congressmen, um, your senators, and, and really just letting them know how you feel so that they can take that, hopefully take that uh, opinion if they remember that they're there to serve the people their constituency they would take that with them to dc and do something about it but here we are so as far as i'm concerned uh they have they have failed in a lot of different ways but there are still some that are trying to put up a fight on their end in the political realm and that actually is culminating in a house resolution that's being put to a vote tomorrow uh, that would block the, the pistol brace rule to an extent I say to an extent because there's there's some verbiage in there that makes a lot of compromises uh, to pistol braces and their use, basically stating that they're they're geared towards being used uh, with one arm, which in some senses they are they are sure, but at the same time, how did we go from the ATF interpreting it as accept, acceptable to being shouldered? Now we're, what, taking a step back to the state several years ago where they could only be fired with one hand. Yeah, I mean, I remember that in the like 2010 era of pistol braces where there was some FUD logic going around and just, just bad info from everyone. And they were worried that if a range safety officer saw them shoulder a, a pistol-braced weapon... Um, or a braced pistol, I should say, that, you know, they were going straight to jail, do not pass go, do not collect $200, you know. And in 2012, the ATF came out and said, no, 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 those aren't rifles. You can shoulder them if you want. It's just not a good thing to do. Like, it's, they're not designed to be stocks. That's why they're allowed, guys. And everyone was like, oh, okay. We all took a deep breath, a fresh air. We moved on with our lives. But I think a lot of us knew that this was going to get yanked out from under us at some point. And uh, I mean, now it has. But if you have an enforcement and regulatory body that is tasked with coming up with definitions and in some cases, I guess, rules, apparently, because that's where we, we are today, um, you know, you would think that their word kind of stands above all else in the land. So the fact that they've flip-flopped on it and it's gotten to this point is just, it's very telling about how much of a mess the ATF is as an entire agency. But I am, I'm glad to see the House doing something about it, you know? It's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it, it's an attempt at the very least. Um, the White House has already published a letter basically stating how this resolution jeopardizes American safety, references the Boulder, Colorado shooting, and I think like the Dayton, Ohio one as well. Um, but once again, fails to actually address the fact that pistol braces make guns less concealable uh, than they are with them removed. 
You know, all you got to do is play payday two to know that your max concealment on an M4 is just rocking the buffer tube and that's it. You know, yeah, like it's, simple it's, science guys. Yeah. Like you're, you're literally limiting the footprint of a weapon and you're forcing people to do so, which I think at the end of the day is probably a little bit calculated. I think that if people are found to be engaging in mass shootings with legal firearms that are following this rule, that it will just be causation for a, a much bigger leap to ban ARs in general and even maybe semi-automatic. Um, yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> I think that they're, they're not really trying to harm the second amendment by, you know, doing this whole brace ban thing. But I think you're nail right on the, on the head there. They are trying to remove any scapegoat away from the AR platform. Yep. They are trying to, to make it. So the only thing that people can point at is an AR 15. That thing is the devil. It has nothing to do with the attachments. This is the only form it's allowed to be in. Maybe we shouldn't have these at all. That's going to be the eventual conversation. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Guaranteed. And that's just part of that slippery slope that I was referencing earlier in the snowball effect. Right. It's just yeah. getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So just boiling the frog. Infringement. Yep. Yep. I think the only way to solve this and future issues is that Anyone who introduces a bill, sponsors a bill, or even says yes to a bill that is later found to be unconstitutional should be removed from office at a bare minimum, if not jail time. Because I agree. they are actively violating the U.S. Constitution. Yeah, I so, agree. Like, if you're a cop and you have a bad shoot, and all of a sudden, your file gets opened and combed mm-hmm. through by internal affairs or whatever your organization or agency calls it. Um, yeah, like it can ruin your entire life. It can go back. And, and these people don't have that same accountability. No, they have zero, zero accountability. But, <clears throat> you know, I, I honestly see that as the only way to fix this because – Look at New York, right? New York versus, uh, what was it? New York Rifle and Pistol Shooting Association versus Bruin. This big decision where um, the court finally settled and said, look, you know, you can't require a reason on an application for a concealed carry license. Like that's, you don't have to have a reason to exercise your right. And what did New York do in turn? They turned right around and they made all these ridiculous laws, basically making every single square inch of the entire state of New York uh, a no-carry zone in one way or another. And they do that full well knowing that they're going to get that law for three to five years. They're going to be able to put the herd on people for three to five years until the courts catch up to it. Right. And I'm sorry, but if that is your intent... That is a malicious intent. You are attempting to defy the U.S. Constitution knowingly. So it's like, we we can't allow these people to maintain office. It's ridiculous. No. No, I I seem to recall taking an oath, and a lot of other people did. Um, It wasn't... Not not deal with people like that, who are enemies to the Constitution. Yep. 
You can argue whether or not they're enemies to the state, but to the document, they definitely are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, it's not it's not to say that we are we're not advocating you know violence or anyone taking anything into their own hands. We're just advocating accountability. Yeah, that's the only way that we can win this is is clear and concise accountability for all. Yep. You know, people are not I don't wanna go too far off the off the trail here, but people are hemming and hawing about, you know, what's going on with Trump right now and for anyone listening in the future, there's the whole document handling thing and what he's got a different court case going on right now and Yeah. It's like I'm fine with that. If you did something wrong, you need to be held accountable for it. But make sure that you apply that same scrutiny to every other person who's held that office and every other office. I'm not saying everyone's yeah. going to be squeaky clean, but come on, accountability for all. It's the only way that we can move forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Otherwise, it's just partisan borderline corruption, just picking and choosing who goes to jail for things that all these people are doing in order to eliminate your political rivals. Yep. Weaponizing entire law enforcement agencies. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a, it's a real problem folks and it's happening right here, right now. So not to uh, get, get too sombering there, but it's just the reality of the situation and it, it sucks. Yeah. But I mean, the overall thing on the brace ban, that's not a ban, but is completely unconstitutional and a rule change. Um, we're all in limbo. We're all just hanging out, waiting to see where these injunctions go, whether to see if it's it's going to be flipped over, and, and hopefully, I, I I I think it is. I don't know. I got faith. I might knock on some wood, but I got a good deal of faith that we're making progress in the right direction. Where, you know, making the right moves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we'll see how tomorrow goes. Um, hopefully, there's some sort of movement there at least awareness um i think at the very least guys you're going to be able to look at these people and figure out what they're about and who they are because you're going to see how they vote on this thing and you're going to see just how much the republican party actually has your back and and how much i would argue that they don't regardless because we're here and we never should have got here to begin with um we're here a short time after a Republican presidency. So clearly protections were not put in place properly. So just, just to make sure that everybody listening is aware that this isn't some partisan conversation, right? This is, we're trying to be very objective here. But with that being said, I think one of the biggest populations of guns that are affected is one that we wanted to talk about a little bit tonight and, Try to lighten the mood slightly uh, and, and dig into some PDW content. So that's, uh, you know, it's kind of a funny, funny term in itself. You know, personal defense weapon, right? It's like, well, yeah, it's, it's kind of like every firearm could be technically a PDW. Uh, you know, you could have a, a muzzle loader that could be a PDW at the end of the day if that's your personal defense weapon. Um, if, you without, a, if you caught a big case back in the day and you still got that felony title, grab yourself a black powder. 
when you're good to That's go. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> That's a new PDW. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Um, but in reality, it, it primarily pertains to weapons with barrels that are less than 16 inches that are generally uh, compact, um, generally foldable in some regard, and, and can be used, basically be stored in a, a really small package and then be employed. And are typically pistol uh, cartridge calibers, but at the same time, you know there are some other PDWs that are five five six that are three hundred blackout, for instance. I mean, I think some people would argue that there's even some some seven six two PDWs out there. It's pretty wild, but for the most part, we're talking about like your nine mil sub guns, right? I think your your MP five style, your uh, I mean, even your your Scorpion, your Chris Vector, yeah, your Chris Vector, your Pro ninety, <laughs> Pro ninety, yeah, CS:GO reference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there's also some really cool ones out for uh, taking your pistol. So, for instance, like a Glock seventeen or a Sig P three twenty, and converting that into basically a PDW by inserting it into a chassis, which is pretty cool. Um, so I did want to talk about that a little bit and kind of get into some of our favorite PDWs and whether or not we feel like they're viable at all because they are under direct scrutiny now more than any other uh, firearms group, I would argue, just due to their their size and their reliance on braces in order to stay functional and legal at the same time. So that being said, I mean, personally, I'm a big fan of PDWs. I I think that they can be less expensive than a really nice AR pistol setup, which makes them good for being a truck gun, something you can take around with you. Obviously, you know, depending on your your laws, where you're at, will dictate what you can drive around with one in the chamber or even just a mag loaded up, locked, unlocked, all that stuff. So make sure you're doing your own research on your, individual area but with that being said uh, given the fact they're cheaper they're smaller but they still offer some really good benefits in my opinion and that's what that's what makes them good and largely those benefits come from barrel length from what i've encountered and seen so you know, your average pistol is like anywhere from a three to four inch barrel uh, these pdws typically come in around double that so like the Scorpion, I believe, is like over seven inch barrel. Uh, that's what I've got right here. And I'm gonna walk through my setup a little bit. Um, it's it's braceless currently. It just has a sling adapter on the back uh, just to limit that footprint. And of course, you know, be compliant as well as show just how ridiculous this rule is because at the end <laughs> of the day, uh, now it's significantly more concealable, which seems to be their whole like safety avenue of approach. Um, but with that being said, I've got my CZ Scorpion chambered in nine millimeter. Uh, I've run through the grip uh, as well as the forearm and, and swapped them out. Comes with kind of a, a cheese grater setup. <laughs> from the factory that's pretty rough. So I've got my uh, my sapper 
Pac Paxi, Paxa, Sapper setup, which is actually quite, quite nice. Uh, do recommend you do some research before you start tearing these things down. They're not quite as easy to work on as ARs. Do require some special tools like a special barrel nut, just to even swap out the, the forearm. So it's it's kind of interesting. It's a little bit of a Lego project, but it's definitely worth worth trying out. Um, then on top, I just have a Sig Romeo Five, just a, a little red dot, and and that's really it. Uh, apart from little internal adjustments and. That's an example of a really high-quality, high-functioning PDW that really gets the job done. Yeah, and Scorps are phenomenal. I mean, they the aftermarket is absolutely exploding on them right now. Again, huge shout-out to F5. Um, they're definitely doing some manufacturing. Um, but they are, they're compact, they're light, they're accurate, they're everything that you want. And... Easily concealable doesn't just mean on the person, you know, as you were talking about earlier, tossing something like that in a nice concealed part of a truck, that's going to give you a lot more reach out than, you know, your average subcompact, you know, three inch barrel, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's going to give you oh, more yeah. muzzle velocity. It's going to give you everything that you want ballistically. Um, and it's not going to, you're not going to sacrifice a whole bunch of space in your vehicle. Um, I mean, my truck gun, if you will, fits very well in a compartment that is hidden and lockable. So it's like, if I had a full size AR back there, that wouldn't really work for that. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's the, the public safety aspect of making sure that your gun is locked up in some regard. So it can't just get ripped off and taken out of your vehicle. Right. It's that point kind of arming the the baddies and that's not not what we're after um and i think that getting into a lot of the pdw discussion there's some apprehension surrounding caliber especially looking at all the nine mil rigs that are out there i think a lot of people view nine mil as this like small pistol round um which in some senses i mean yeah sure i get it it, it doesn't doesn't stack up ballistically to a 5.56 or, or a 308. Totally get it. However, uh, it's nothing that should be slept on either, especially from an accuracy standpoint. I don't know if any of you guys have taken your pistols out, especially like a full-size pistol. Like uh, I like to shoot my 17 at range, my Glock 17, mainly because I'm, I'm just impressed every time at the lack of holdover that's required on the target. So that just basically means that that round is traveling flat for a lot farther than you think it is. So it, it's quite an accurate round. It still hits pretty hard out at range and the capacity is really nice. Typically, you know, you can stack in more nine mils into a mag uh, than 45, obviously, or 40. And it's just a really nice, balance of accuracy and volume of fire which is ultimately what you really want in my opinion so i really do view them as being an asset i know they're not the be all end all but in a pinch i think that it's, it's good to at least have one of them you know having a low vis rig is is always a good thing you never know what life could throw at you and what might be required 
And I think it's just good to maintain that capability. You can't have everything just large and in charge and, and uh, you know, like a massive rifle you can see coming from a block away. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I, I kind of want to talk a bit about how I don't love PDWs. Yeah, go for it. So I want to touch on that real quick. And look, P90s, I love them. I think they're goofy. I think they have a place. I think it's nice having 50 rounds right there. But when it comes to like chassis locks, I've shot a few that I didn't like. I've shot some that I love. Um, kind of the same deal with AR pistols. And, or, sorry, AR um, pistol caliber carbines or pistol, cal- pistol caliber pistols. Um, I'm not I'm not a huge huge fan, but for me as long as the barrel length stays below like 10 11 inches and it's 9 mil I'm fine, but shooting like pistol caliber carbines 16 inch barrel 9 mil it's cooking out of that thing. And it's not, yeah, you know, it's... a 55 grain 556 and a big buffer tube and like all this beautiful stuff. It's 115 124 grain 9 mil. So when it's cooking there's there's a lot of mass moving there compared to what most of us are used to shooting, which is 55 or 62 or 77 grain, 5.56. But yeah, for sure. I am a huge AR pistol guy. Um, Those are kind of PDW-ish. I think if they're, I think they got to be really, really short. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mine's not short, short, but mine is of a good size. <laughs> Indeed. I, hey, come uh, on, you know, you're definitely you got to be at least at least average. I'd yeah, say. yeah, a little bit above average. Yeah, I'd say above. Yeah, <laughs> not that I would know. No, of course not. I'm well, just yeah. saying, judging by how you carry yourself, that your barrel length is probably adequate. That I appreciate that. Yeah, I have that adequate yeah. barrel length energy. Um, More but, than adequate. <laughs> Um, but you know, companies like Caltech keep putting out weird stuff and I love it, but I, I also hate it. Um, I mean, any innovation, any innovation in the space is good, but when you got Caltech coming out with, I believe they call it the P50, which takes, uh, the five, seven mags from a P90 and it, it has like a hinge receiver thing on the top and I get what they're doing, but they, they got to step it up. But overall, um, I prefer the the AR platform just because I have mag interchangeability. You know, the the whole reason of that, at least the mantra that I subscribe to is what's on my hip is to get me to my vehicle. What's in my vehicle is to get me home. What's at my home is the good good. Um, Because the only reason that you would have a PDW is for the things that Midas and I have talked about. You know, you're sacrificing in, in barrel length, in you know, preferred ammo type, all these different things. So you can get, you know, a smaller weapon that's more capable than what's on your hip, but also not massive to where you can't put it in, you know, a hiking pack if you're really out there or in a small compartment in your vehicle. So that's, that's my kind of thinking is, 
a PDW is more capable than the subcompact on my hip. But it's not as capable as my full-size AR or one of my full-size ARs. So I get that there's a niche for them, and I, I understand that that niche needs to be filled, and I kind of go along with it, even though I'm speaking out against it right now. Um, so it's, you know, it's a it's kind of a downer to see the pistol brace band go through when PDWs do have a, you know, a bit of a role that needs to be filled. I am definitely glad to see a good amount of, you know, change going on in the space because there are still companies coming out with these cool nine millimeter PCCs or <clears throat> sub guns in some case. Um, so it's, it's an interesting space to be involved in. And, uh, and I, I like the, the direction that some of the new chassis systems for Glocks are going because they're actually becoming capable. I mean, I shot a Gen 1 Roni, um, and there's a lot of slop in it, you know, with a brace or even with a stock. I had a buddy who SBR'd one right out of the gate. He was like, oh, I'm SBR my Glock. And I was like, oh, okay, go for it, pal. It was <laughs> yeah. with a Gen 1 Roni, and that thing is hot garbage. Um, yeah. But now we're getting into we're getting into the space where you can just kind of plop your Glock 17 into one of these chassis, and now you have a third point of contact, or you have the ability to mount more than just a micro dot without one of those weird, you know, holdover systems. Yeah, for sure. Sounds like we got got some foster doggage going on there. Five. I have five yeah. dogs in the house right now. Holy shit. Yes, sir. I well, thank them for being so quiet this whole time. That's yeah, impressive. they've been holding it down. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, to your point, yeah, I've, I've messed around with a Roni before. Um, Flux had a good thing going at one point. They just could never get anything in stock, it seemed. I know Boomer went through the gamut trying to get his hands on one of their Glock races and never did. Ended up canceling his order after like eight months. Um. Fab Defense makes a really cool one that I was kind of eyeing. I'm just not sure if I want to SBR a Glock or not. It seems really stupid. Just short barrel rifle, and it's clearly a pistol. It's just kind of one of those things. It's like, ugh. But it is. it does look pretty solid. Our reviews look good. And in that sense, it's pretty awesome because it can be readily concealable, which if you're in the security industry, doing any sort of PSD work, I think that, that would be really beneficial at that point. Having one of those handy in your arsenal. Uh, another company I saw that makes some pretty cool stuff is uh, CAA. They make that MCK setup, which I watched a video today. Uh, had their their owner, who's a apparently he was like a lieutenant colonel in the IDF, uh, which is kind of interesting. But he was he was sitting there claiming that the MCK is legal under the current brace rule and would remain legal because of the fact that it doesn't treat the brace as an accessory because I guess it's like integrated in the entire platform. Oh, so it's not like a removable thing. It is just part of the device. Is that their thinking? Right. But then he went on to say that you can just remove the brace and put this little block on there. So I'm like, Oh, uh, so it's a, a little confusing, but he was very confident in his answer. So 
I guess you could check them out. Um, if you're into the PDW scene, maybe they're legal, maybe they're not. Once again, not lawyers. And neither was he, but he seemed to know what he was talking about. So he might have a good reason to make that statement. I think he, he stated that because it can still accept an airsoft gun or a BB gun, so it doesn't necessarily have a singular purpose of uh, providing stability to a firearm. Ah, so he took a page out of the, uh, the old Chinese handbook. You're trying to <laughs> export things that, or import things into the United States that would be considered an ITAR item and something that either the Department of State or uh, BIS wants to take a look at. You right. just say that they're for airsoft guns and everything's hunky-dory then. Yeah, exactly. So that seems to be the avenue uh, that he's taken, which is pretty, pretty funny and interesting at the same time. So feel free to check them out. All is not lost. There are several options out there for you. It's not just because you know, it's not like because the pistol brace rule uh, came into effect that now your your low vis options are completely out the window. They are not. So just wanted to inform you guys of that. Balance out some of the uh, doom and gloom with a little bit of the hunky dory, and uh, you know, just keep the hope alive. That's what uh, we need right now is a little bit of hope. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on that topic, we are just to update you guys on what's going on with the team. We had an awesome episode last episode recording with uh, Ms. the the Godfather over at Locks. He's got a really cool thing going with his local 76 guys. Basically, it's 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 kind of like, like an organized militia in the sense, but without necessarily using the M word. So there's a lot of negative connotations with that, uh, especially. Yeah, I hear militia and I just think like 70, maybe 65-year-old overweight men drinking beer around a campfire and calling themselves a militia. Right, exactly. Or some like absolute nutter of a neo Nazi kind of. Yeah, it's one or the other. That's it. Yeah. It's either yeah. Full skinhead or just old FUD in the woods wearing orange. Right, right, exactly. So so they're not that. They're neither of those things. Um, it was actually really cool. We saw Northern Provisions today that the Appalachian Rangers got a nice shout out for doing some local support uh, following some natural disasters that had occurred in that that region. And, and that's really what local 76 is about as well. So that was uh, super neat to take in that conversation. Um, with that being said, if you guys are interested in expanding your own personal network and tapping into ours, uh, we are willing to take some folks on in that regard, uh, after some, some vetting, um, just to expand the network, expand the community, in the interest of helping people and supporting one another. I think that's, that's the ultimate goal here. Uh, as well as if something ever hits the fan big time, it's really nice to know a group of people that are self-sufficient and skilled. And, and that's something that we would love to help create and facilitate. So with that being said, hit us up on Instagram, slide into our DMs. Let us know if you're interested. Also, be on the lookout. We are launching a new shop front. It's going to be a, a whole hell of a lot more reliable and speedy than the, the other one. Um, unfortunately, some things just don't quite work out with folks, and, and that fell into that category. Um, but it's okay. 
it's okay. It's something that we're we're growing from, we're learning from, and I think it's going to be really good. So we've got some fresh merch ideas. We're in a lot more control now of that merch as well. So I think you're going to see some really cool stuff coming down the pipe. Thank you so much for your support. Really appreciate your time. And uh, once again, we, we really hope it's going on for you. Get outside. Definitely going on for me. Yeah, for sure. Enjoy that that summer weather we've all been waiting on. Hopefully it's not too hot where you're at. Be good to your neighbor. Don't be afraid to swing by Mission First Tactical. Scoop some gear. Use code PATH5. Capital P, capital F. No spaces at checkout for 20% off. We also have some other codes uh, with affiliates such as Palmetto State Armory, uh, as well as Aero Precision located on our Instagram bio. So pretty good source of information, savings and deals. So make sure you swing by and check that out. Thanks again for your time. Be safe. Do your best to uh, handle our current situation in an intelligent manner. You really can't do anything beneficial from behind bars. No sense in being a martyr when the legal cases are going to have to take their course of action. So we're all kind of along for the ride together, and I guess that's okay. (laughs) Thanks a lot.